0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Sending Space podcast. This is the place where we uh, do our best to just offer some tools to equip the leaders and people that are just really active in our church um, to give them tools to help uh, lead and serve and and pursue the mission that God's given us. So for this episode of the podcast, we're going to just share the audio from our discipleship training event, and we called it Cultivating Discipleship. And the heart behind the whole this whole thing, this, this took place um, January 23rd, uh, 2022, as we gathered the church and, and had a whole bunch of people there um, and, and other people joining on Zoom too, where we just tried to say, um, we, we need to kind of, you know, we've had this pandemic life that we've gone through at the time that we were recording this. And um, it's sort of undermined some of the ways that we Interacted and in um, some of the structures that we had in place, and so we're trying to as we rebuild, we're saying we want discipleship to be a vital part of the culture of our church, and so we need to cultivate that discipleship. Now, what does that look like? There's a lot of things that can look like at a lot of different churches, um, but what we what you're going to hear on the recording that I'm going to share here is uh, Pastor Nathan Nathan sees already sharing um, a a simple vision and plan for discipleship at Creekside, specifically um, individualized discipleship at Creekside. And so we want to see like our congregation growing um, in the ways of Jesus through discipleship. And the way that we're trying to do that is by providing an avenue for everyone to, to have access to and individualized discipleship. Now, I'll just share personally. um, For me, what I've seen over the years, it's been a struggle to to make this happen because um, there's a couple of of sort of obstacles or roadblocks. One is we as individual people in the church tend to feel a little bit like I've got more to learn, I've got more to grow. I need to, you know, attend more Bible studies, go through more classes. And once I know enough or or have, have reached a certain level spiritually or something, then I'll be ready to disciple somebody. Uh, the other obstacles I think we see is we we have a, a sense of, okay, I'll wait for the church to um, orchestrate or structure or sign me up or something, um, and then I'll be ready to disciple people. What I love about what Nathan's about to present is it removes both obstacles. It's saying, um, if you're someone that believes in what Jesus has done for you, you see that and you see that changing your life, that truth, as his spirit comes in and empowers you, then you're ready, you're equipped. Um, and so, and and then also just the, the freedom from the church of saying, hey, this isn't about signing up for a thing. This isn't about um, you know waiting for a certain start date. It's about prayerfully just asking the Lord, who who do you who's before me? Who are you putting on my heart, and how can I reach out to that person, and um, just begin a simple process? So we've got a simple approach that you'll hear uh, Nathan uh, laying out here, and also we have a sim- some simple tools available. Uh, you'll hear in this recording, uh, Nathan will refer to like a QR code you can scan. Bottom line, the website where all this is located is at. Creeksideonline.com slash discipleship If you go there Creeksideonline.com slash discipleship you'll find access to everything that he's um, referring to in this and so there's a a layout of the plan and then there are um, individual plans that you can utilize as tools and the rest of it uh, Nathan just lays out beautifully if you have any questions about anything that you hear um, just reach out um, to us we're we're easily easily um, accessible through the website And uh, we'd love to just walk with you through this process. We are praying that this becomes a movement of simple but profound individualized discipleship throughout all the ministries of Creekside. And and I'm excited that this has gotten launched and excited to share with you what you're about to experience. So enjoy it. And here at Creekside, we have three core values that
1: dictate everything we do as a church. And so, of course, they're going to dictate what we do for discipleship. Does anyone here, remember what those three core values are? No elders or staff, you know. Oh, yeah, it's on there, duh. Good job, guys. You remember everything. What? Uh, It's gospel, invitation, empowerment. You guys are so smart. Wow. I outdid myself there. So how does this play out in a discipleship meetup? A discipleship gathering means being reminded of the gospel by looking at the word together and digging into how we can be shaped and transformed by the gospel. When we accept Christ, we accept this gospel that is radical. It is transformational. And sometimes it happens in an instant. And then for other people like me, it takes a long time. It t- having leaders and people in my life that were willing to sit down with me and be like, hey, this isn't a character trait of Jesus. You should probably work on it. And then call me out sometimes daily, which sucked. (laughs) But it helped me progress in a way that led me to be where I am today. Right here as a pastor at Creekside Church. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for those leaders that came alongside me and challenged me and discipled me in the ways of Jesus. Jesus. And so when we meet with people and when we have our discipleship gatherings, the gospel is the main thing. We are trying to help people live out the gospel, not just in their own lives, but in their communities and with their families. And this happens in invitation as well. Think about it. A discipleship gathering means inviting someone into multiple aspects of your life so they can be blessed by And learn from you the ways of Jesus, which is very challenging at times. But at the same time, the most transformational things happen when you admit your mistakes. When you admit you're not perfect and you're trying to be on this path with Jesus, that's when people see you as a disciple maker when you are vulnerable, when you're honest, when you're open with your life and say, man, I struggle with these things, but I just want to pursue Jesus. And that's where empowerment comes in. A discipleship gathering means being empowered to help others cultivate the ways of Jesus in our own lives, which means we are working with them to remove obstacles and build them up so they are empowered to help people live and find life in Jesus. Yes. <laughs> a, disciple, a discipleship gathering means being empowered to help others cultivate the ways of Jesus in their lives. Which means we are working with them to remove obstacles and build them up so they are empowered to help people find life in Jesus. Also, I love all the kids being in here. It's so fun. <laughs> and as I've read over the last couple of weeks a couple of books on discipleship, something really hit me hard about these Uh, core values, and discipleship, you can't do them without having a relationship with the person. And relationships are tough. And to be honest, to jump into these values and to jump into a discipleship process means risking being known. It means risking knowing another person, seeing their darker side. We all have it. In the discipleship process, we're willing to share it and we're willing to hear another person's side and share with them the gospel, share with them how Jesus would respond to them and challenge them in a way that is honoring God with grace and truth, not just focused on one, but both. And there's a loving response to all of these things. So what is our approach? Our approach is similar to planting a tree. I know that sounds weird, but when you plant a tree, whether it's a seed or something that's super small, you have to care for it. You have to get the right soil. You have to water it. It takes time. Some people, if you really are into plants, as some of you know, I was in David for a while, you talk to plants. You sing to them. Similar to watching a tree develop, our approach to discipleship is a process of care, love, and transformation which means that it takes time and effort. I know a lot of times in churches they say, hey, come to our program for three weeks and now you're ready to go be disciple makers and we're kind of doing that with this training. But the truth is Jesus walked with his 12 disciples for three years. Three years. Three years of getting to know their inner struggles, getting to challenge them, getting to hold their hands in this process of discipleship. This is what Jesus did. Three years of hardcore transformation that literally changed the world. And we want to take that similar approach. We want to mimic Jesus' way of discipleship because we long to see a culture at our church where not only are we being discipled, but we are also discipling people around us. And this culture It starts with a small group of people taking a chance. Taking a chance of hearing a no from somebody. (laughs) Taking a chance of hearing a yes from someone. But it's taking a chance to walk alongside someone in a way that can transform your life and theirs. The goal is to help one another become more like Jesus, to live, love, and walk in the ways of Jesus. And remember this discipleship process takes time it takes a lot of time but it happens in community relationship and with intentionality and it starts with you you who were willing to take a step and be here today maybe it's because you're like man i just really wanted to be a disciple but you're already a leader because you're willing to show up at 6 30 on a Sunday after you went to church or saw it on, on online. You are willing to take a step and be here. And we must be willing to grow in our own ways with Jesus and walk in our own way of discipleship. You cannot force someone to disciple you, and you can't force to disciple someone else. You have to take a chance. Like I said, it starts with you. Both Mark and I believe that we must focus on Jesus. Our method is not to force you to do something for Jesus. I don't know if I can state this enough. It's about being with Jesus. And from being with Jesus, we are transformed in a way that we can't help but do things for Jesus. But if we're doing this discipleship process just because we feel like we need to do something for Jesus, we're not doing it for the right reason. It's about being with Jesus and being so transformed that we can't help but love the people around us. And those that are willing to be disciple makers must be ready to share their lives with those they are discipling. Through vulnerability, honesty, and openness, we. Be- to show others how Jesus has transformed and formed and is transforming us. Real relationships happen when we open up our lives to one another. And if we focus on being with Jesus and one another, I have no doubt that it will reach into our communities. The reason we have gospel communities is because we want to take the gospel to our communities. But we have to disciple one another if we actually are going to do that. We have to be willing to walk alongside one another and encourage one another and say, goodness gracious, we want to see a revival for our communities, for our homes, for our church, and for this county. And, yeah, maybe I'm crazy to think that it starts with some small people But Jesus started with 12, and we here in the United States are meeting on Sundays to worship him, and we're here right now in our church on a Sunday night when we could be watching football, if you are into that. But we're here today. And so it's worth sharing now what exactly have we been working on. (laughs) One, we've been working on this figuring out how to get all of you in a room together to talk about discipleship, to share the the truth of it, but also to share that we want to see more. We want to do more. And so, what is our plan? Well, we believe, one, it starts with you, but it also starts with getting you the resources and training you need to know, one, what discipleship is, which we just went over, and two, how to use these resources we are creating. And so like I said a couple of Sundays ago, the first thing we did was we started a new page on our website called Discipleship. I know, ground changing name right there. But we believe because every single person literally carries a digital computer in their pocket, That we can find a way to have Jesus in our pocket with us. Not just the Bible app, but things that our pastors are wrestling with. Things that we have written as a congregation. And so one, we created a website devoted to discipleship. Two, we created Bible plans. Plans that are biblically based, but also encourage one another to talk to one another. To spend week by week with one another and dig through scripture. Dig in the explanation of what Jesus, God, and all the biblical authors were trying to get at. But really, we wanted it to be a setting where it encourages discussion and life change. And if you're interested, honestly, in writing some of these plans that we want to continue to put on our website... Please find me. And on the last page of this document that you guys have, there is a description of our writing team. And I would encourage you, if God is stirring a message in your heart, to come talk to me. I would love to have you write something for this website. Another thing we have been working on is this training right here. Now, it's not a conventional training at all. I've already told you things that you already know. but it's worth repeating. It's worth challenging. It's worth telling you that every single person in here is a pastor, whether you believe it or not. You're a pastor in your neighborhoods. You're a pastor in your homes. You're a pastor everywhere you walk, because you walk with the gospel and the Holy Spirit within you. So every place you go, you are a pastor to the people around you. And then the last thing is me and Mark are always here for you with this. We don't want to just say, okay, we had one training. Peace out, everybody. Go use the website. No, what we want to do is walk alongside you in this. If you have questions, if you're like, goodness gracious, I'm trying to disciple somebody and they opened up about something I have no idea how to answer, one, that's okay. You don't need to know everything. Two, talk to Mark and I we're here for you. We're here to come alongside you so you don't feel like you're doing this alone. So, how do you use these plans? And we're going to get to the website in a second. I know some of you were over eager and you were like, oh, QR code. Just wait a second. Relax. We're going to get there. So how do you use these plans? Like I said, they are designed to be weak, by week that does not mean you have to go through them week by week you need to figure out a time that works for you and whoever you are discipling or if you're like no Nathan I really need to be discipled but I want to go through this plan walk up to somebody and say hey I want to be a disciple and here's a plan can you walk through this with me so these plans one they go by weeks their lengths differ and honestly, you just need to figure out a time to make it fit your schedule. These plans are best utilized if you read them beforehand and develop your own questions. Uh, us writers, we can write questions for you, but if something is turning your heart as you're reading these plans, write the questions down. Ask the person whatever the Spirit is putting on you and be in prayer. Be in prayer while you're meeting with this person. Be in prayer right now and today for what God may be laying on your heart to do. For the names, the faces, and the people that you want to take a step and pursue. And we as a staff at Creek Starter, are also praying for you and with you in this process. I know that the youth has started a discipleship program as well. We are praying for all those kids. We are praying through every plan that we are doing. And so with that said, it's worth looking at the website right now. So if you have your iPhone, there is a QR code on this packet. So let's go ahead and take a look at the website. And if you don't wanna look at it on your phone, you can look at the screen. So there's also that option. And for those of you on the Zoom, um, I will print some as well. Also, if you want all my notes from this, just email me or let me know right after this, and I will get your contact info and send it out. Okay, People on Zoom, please email me, and I will get you all the notes that you need. So this is our website right here. Uh, I want to take you through the website, but if you look at the notes, you will also see how to create an app on your phone. Whether you have an iPhone or an Android, you can take a website and create it into an app. But don't jump ahead yet, because I want to show you guys some of the stuff we have worked on. The first thing, if you're like, Goodness, I wonder what Nathan was talking about when it came to what is discipleship. It's pretty much all right here, including, I'm really sorry about the print on here. Uh, I'll try to, no, no. It basically says everything I just said. So there is that. We go through our approach, how to use these plans, and then here are the plans. And you can choose which one works for you. And underneath it, All of these plans on this first page, you can see how many weeks they take. And we have right now six plans up, and we will be adding more in the future. Uh, I don't know when we will be (laughs) adding more, uh, but I already have two or three I need to edit and put on here. And so we will continually add new plans to this and refresh it. So that when you finish a plan with somebody, you don't just say, hey, we walked through this plan, goodbye. No, Jesus walked with somebody for three years. Find a new plan to walk through with them. Or if you're like, you know what, I have courage to do this now, pick a book. We have a plan that says disciple someone through any book of the Bible. And it will walk you through how to do that. So let me walk you through these. If you have your phone, you can tap a plan, just like you would open anything else. On the website, you click on a plan, and it takes you to a new page. And here you'll see a one-sentence, sometimes more than one-sentence description of the plan. Each plan will have an intro week of why you should go through this plan, and that first week is a great time to get to know the person you're walking through it with get to know them, get to know their heartbeat, and begin to then walk through it week by week. I'm going to pick week two of this plan so you can see kind of the structure of some of our plans. Some of our plans won't have this structure, but this is the easiest one to follow, and that's why I picked it. So week two, blessing. There's a Bible verse. There's a little section On describing what is happening in this Bible verse and then there's further study and questions it's very simple but it's worth looking at and digging into it's worth going okay this piece of Scripture is about being chosen what does that mean what does that mean to me how do I really dive deep into this plan so when I meet with the person I'm discipling or when I meet with the person discipling me I can say man this plan struck me by blank and so each of these plans have a Bible verse and like I said they have an explanation digging deep into the root of what the scripture is saying and how to apply it to our own lives so how can You help. This is great. Like I said on the Sunday I preached, some of these plans are written by a uh, professional editor slash co-author of many books called Mark Buving. And they're amazing, honestly, absolutely amazing. But if we don't get excited about it, if we don't take a step, if we don't have courage to walk alongside people and hear about their lives, Nothing is going to happen. I could keep working on plans and putting them up here, but it's not going to be for anything. It's just going to be great writing practice for me. Our hope is not that that's what this becomes. Our hope is that this website will launch you with the tools you need to reach the people around you. And as you can see, there are plenty of descriptions of, how you can help in these notes. So,
2: so I don't understand why it is important to make a website to be an app.
1: So you have it with you anywhere you go. So, so I it's, can't
2: to this website. I anywhere I go, I, ha- if I, I have to make it an app to be Oh, you don't have
1: to. You can have it with you on your phone, like just in Safari. The, I mean, it's just easier for me, like on my phone. am
2: te- yeah, you can use it either way, it's just for some okay. people like to click. Yeah. Like, okay. Basically,
1: the, the app, like when I click it, it takes me to the website. Okay. It's not like a whole new app on your phone, which I guess it kind of is. But it just takes you to Safari so or the website. I don't know on Androids. You're, you're
2: creating a link on your home page.
1: Yes, that's exactly what you're doing. It's a shortcut. It's, a shortcut, it's quick. It's yeah, you don't have to create an app, it was just for those who want it to be an app. Um, so how you can help. I think the most important thing, like one, get excited, start talking, get compassionate, ask somebody out coffee, see if they're curious about doing this with you. Two, if you're a writer, start writing. Get excited about this. If you, like I said, if you have a burning passion to write something about how Jesus has transformed you, do it. Send it to me. I'd love to read it and I'd love to create a plan. And I'd love to add your name to this website of contributors because right now there's three. So <laughs> we want more people to be involved in this process because if it's just me and Mark, eh, that's okay but it's not going to be great unless you guys jump in. And the last thing, uh, how you can help, I guess not really the last thing, is go and disciple. John Maxwell says, nothing great happens through you until it happens in you. If you are willing to take this step and disciple people, it will transform you, but it will also transform the people around you. And this is where the fun part begins. It's our turn to seek what God is doing. It's our turn to sit with God and say, who do you want me to disciple? Who do you want me to take this step with? And we must remember that Jesus himself says, go therefore and make disciples. And I love that section in Matthew 28 uh, because the very last part of that verse is Jesus saying that he will not leave us in this process. Jesus is with you, and that's why you can have courage to take a step of vulnerability. But also, God goes before you. He knows the path He has for you. He wants to walk alongside you in that process. And I know some people, uh, when I've been around other people who want to create discipleship plans, have always come back to, well, I'm afraid because I don't have qualifications, I don't have an education, I don't have time, I don't have blank, I don't have blank, I don't have blank. You're right. You might not have the education to answer every single person's question. But you might have the humility to say, I don't know the answer, but let's figure it out together. Let's walk alongside one another in this process. Because the greatest teachers aren't the ones that know everything. They are the ones that will hold your hand and hold you in the process who will learn as you learn, who will grieve as you grieve, who will sit with you in the times of struggle and say, God hasn't abandoned you. Those are the best teachers. And I want to encourage you, uh, before we get to questions and the very last thing, with the words of Paul to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1. He says, for this reason... I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his minister, but share in the suffering for the gospel of God. So with that said, do you guys have any
0: questions?
2: (laughs) So we kind of, you revamped the gospel communities a little bit to have separate some discipleship groups out with the gospel communities.
0: Is it your heart that some of those
2: discipleship groups would start using this curriculum in the groups?
1: You can if you want, but that was not our hope with this. Our hope originally with this was one-on-one discipleship, but sometimes... People don't feel life change one-on-one. They want to do one-on-three, one-on-six. And so that was our goal with this. I'm not saying don't use it. I mean, if you want to use it, use it. Uh, This is a resource for everyone in the church to use it however they see fit. But the real goal with it was one-on-one discipleship or one-on-three, one-on-six, one-on-however-many.
2: I got one just for tracking. Like, I mean, as far as kind of like sharing, like, yay, we're discipling, you know, these many people, or um, are you wanting people to like come back to you and say, I'm doing, I am discipling, and here too, or no? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I struggle with that, to be honest. Um, mostly probably because of the history of the churches I've worked at, focusing on numbers. It's not that I don't care. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But I just believe that's between you and God. And if you need help with it or if you want me to know, feel free to tell me. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to be like, what? That's crazy. Good job type of thing. But we don't need to know. If that makes sense. Yeah.
2: I do want to know if we're, if we're like, uh, going through a discipleship or, like, a process like, to put that on there? Or? No.
1: No, you're good. Yeah.
2: Has there been any discussion on, like, do you envision yourself on a staff level having any kind of, like, matchmaker um, level? <laughs> yeah. Or is that all on us?
1: So we've talked about it. Um, but to be honest, no. I... I don't think I will do that unless it's like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Do you know somebody who can help type of thing? Um, But that's why I really wanted to read that Timothy verse, uh, because I believe the best type of discipleship is not when we set you up with somebody. It's when we have the courage to go grab someone and be like, I want to disciple you. Or, hey, I want to be discipled by you. That's where real-life change happens, in my opinion. Um, and so as of now, no, I don't see us creating that part of the system. Can I, can
2: I talk about my youth thing for a sec? Okay. A sec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only mean it on a matchmaking note. So I Hold
1: on one second. Sorry, Zoomers. Uh, Carly is talking about what she's doing in youth right now. Zoomers.
2: I'm not going to talk that much. Just on the matchmaking note, I'm offering discipleship to every senior in high school. And so if you're interested in discipling a high schooler, then I would be interested in matchmaking you. You're all standing, <laughs> right. you're all standing looking at me. I can't take them all on. So I have a couple that I take. And then, anyway, so I'm doing a little bit of matchmaking because I can't take them all. Yep. And mine is more uh, conveniently structured because I can be like, hey, seniors, I really want you to be disciples, So I have like a little batch of five, you know, and I can't do them all. So if you are interested, maybe someday down the road, my current seniors, I just got them all matched up. So, um, but if you're interested in the future and you want to add your name to my little bank of like potential teenager-disciple relationships, then um, let me know because I wouldn't be sad to have a little list of people interested for when, next year when I'm rolling out my next batch of seniors. So,
1: Perfect. So Zoomers, since you didn't hear that, Carly just stood up and said, if you're interested in discipling a youth, let her know. Uh, so feel free to reach out to her and she'll hook you up.
2: Mm-hmm. Will there maybe be an opportunity to have some kind of like centralized um, like almost a directory of people who are like yes I'm willing to disciple or yes I'd like to disciple here's my in contact info like among the church so it's like hey I'm looking for someone to disciple me. I don't know who's willing but oh look here's a list. Oh I know that person and they're willing. I'm gonna reach out or vice versa.
1: I like that idea but it also feels very systematic to me still. Okay. Um, like I said you, we gotta risk being rejected sometimes yeah. and I forgot to say this, it wasn't my notes. Sometimes a no is the best thing you can hear. Like it really is. Because if you go to somebody and you're like, Can I disciple you? And they're like, No, definitely not. <laughs> Don't take it personally. Like it is a blessing to hear a no from somebody because they just saved you time and effort. So I we might do it. Um, but as of right now, that's not something we're working on. So yeah, yeah.
2: It seems to me that the Holy Spirit is involved here. And when we pray and ask the Lord to show us who he wants us to reach for Christ and disciple, that's how he's leading us. And that's where it has to start, in my opinion. We have to be praying for the locks, and we have to be praying for others that we know that need to grow on their faith. And so I, I dare you. Pray that prayer.
1: I think this is great because my last section on my notes is we are going to pray to end this and if God is laying a name on your heart write it down. If God is na- laying a face on your heart if you're a good sketcher sketch it up if not write it out. We're going to spend five minutes right now just sitting also, Mark, can you play music right now while we pray?
0: <laughs> one, one more comment. I would just encourage everyone in here, uh, tell one person that you want to do this. Because for me, I'm hearing this and I'm going, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. It sounds great. But it's all like, yeah, let's all go on a diet for 30 days and see what happens. You know? uh, it's like, you know, we should be praying about it and all that. But tell one person, tell your spouse whatever, hey, I want to discipleship somebody. So at least you get it out there and you have a goal that you hold one person And then, you know, I I just feel like we're all going to go away from this. And and
1: then that's it. And, you know, for myself, I need some accountability. Yep. And if you want me to be your accountability, like I said, I don't mind sending texts. I'm a challenger by nature. So I have no problem challenging people. So if you need a push, let me know. (laughs) So let's pray and write the names Uh, That you feel being led right now, but just spend some time in silence and in prayer, and then Mark will close us out in prayer. (laughs)
2: Thank <laughs>
0: <clears> Thank <throat> So, Lord, as we uh, are here together as a church family and talking about something that's so close to your heart, Lord, it, it is sometimes shocking to me how clear you made it that this is what you want for your church and for us, and and yet how, um, I don't know, how behind I feel as individually and, and as a church and any church I've ever been a part of in, in attacking the very thing that you called us to, and so lord i just I just pray for us and and as my brothers and sisters here, as we just took a minute to pray and ask you to put a name or a face in our mind about who can we challenge um to just grow with us in some area, something listed on on the the website that we looked at or something completely different, Lord, you know and you're the one that nudges and you're the one that moves and and as we've said, Lord, it's your spirit that guides and and uh lord, I just I can't believe that we as your people would say lord, please uh. Provide me someone to invest for the kingdom in that person and, and that you're not going to answer that prayer. Lord, I just know that that is a prayer that you will answer for us. And so I pray for um for clarity or, or and for boldness for us. I pray for um I pray for uh just a sense that we are stepping out in your will and and Lord, if we get a yes or a no from that person, Lord, I pray that that would not discourage us, Lord. It's about your mission and your calling. And so I pray that we'd then come back to you and regroup and. Um, and just keep going back out. You've called us just to be fishers of men, Lord, and I pray that we would do that with the, the men and women in our church, with the men and women in our community, with the uh, with the youth and the kids in our lives. Lord, may we be disciple makers, and may we look at them and just say, I, I know that I'm broken. I know that I am ignorant, um, and yet I have something to offer because I am empowered by your spirit. I pray that we believe that more and more. And I pray that these simple tools that we've um, thrown out here are just sort of like seeds to be scattered. I pray that you would bear fruit in those things. I pray that you'd lay it on the hearts of uh, my brothers and sisters here to create more uh, things and to, to find out of, out of the vast treasures of, of things that we've all gone through in our individual lives, that we just be, bring these things together. And I pray that all that Lord would come together into this beautiful mosaic of something that you're building as we just invest ourselves in all the ways that you lead all the ways that you call us um and lord we know it's it's you that builds your church and so i i pray that that would happen that you give us wisdom give us creativity give us boldness give us patience all the things that we need and uh lord i just pray that you'd start a beautiful movement in our church family um whether it ever looks impressive to anyone else or not lord i just pray that it would please you and uh and may we just enjoy you as we do that so we pray all this in jesus name amen